0: Selling other brands can be a big challenge, but on this show, I'm going to share how to survive as an e-commerce merchandiser of other brands. Stay tuned. This show is brought to you by 2x e-commerce, my, yes, you guessed it, e-commerce marketing and e-commerce growth consultancy where I offer one-on-one e-commerce marketing coaching services geared towards driving sales growth and acquiring new customers for your online retail businesses, retaining existing customers in your online retail businesses through personalization of messages and offers, as well as marketing automation, word-of-mouth referral marketing, largely through email and social media. 2x e-commerce also offers strategic e-commerce business growth advice where we look into your business model, look into your product offering, and we can also assist you with e-commerce vendor and platform selection. You can book a one-on-one consultant session on 2xecommerce.com forward slash book hyphen me. Now back to the show. Now, today's show is a solo show. And it's geared to teach you how to survive as an e-commerce merchandiser, selling other people's brands, other brands in general. Because my last solo show just talked about the two ways you pretty much can use to to drive or to build out an e-commerce business. I basically talked about the only two kinds of businesses, e-commerce businesses. There are actually three in the sense that there's a hybrid But the two major ways in e-commerce or two major paths you can take is find brands, curate them, sell them as a merchant, merchant, which is pretty much merchandising, right? And then curating and merchandising. And then the second way of doing e-commerce is inventing, manufacturing, branding, or you could even take an existing product and brand it and then you work on the branding of that particular product you take it to market and you own the brand pretty much okay now the much hal engine um, parts is obviously the second one and it's certainly becoming more rewarding to actually own and sell your brand and that's because of as i alluded to last week the mammoth called amazon so if you today you decided to sell say a pair of glasses or a microphone be sure maybe like a yeti microphone or, or whatever be sure amazon will eventually want to sell it because of the everything store so you need to be wary now this show is geared to helping you if you insist in selling other brands which i you know i'm not going to argue with you or tell you not to do it you could in many instances genuinely have substantial fast growth business if you go down that line and this shows pretty much get to guiding you on ways to navigate that terrain if that makes sense so i'm going to start out with a few points i think i have about eight points eight ways to thrive and make yourself dynamic as a merchandiser the first is being a specialist you really want to be specialist and expert in your offering in your merchandising offering stores that that ring to mind at swimshop.co.uk wiggle.co.uk swimshop obviously as the name implies sells Everything you need as a swimmer, which is not much, you need a pair of swimming trunks, and goggles, and a few other things, but everything you need to do to, as a swimmer, is in the swim shop. You get it, you, you buy it, they're quite specialist. Wiggle.com, or .co.uk, they specialize in bikes, in road bikes, right? They're a pure play e-tailer, and all they do is sell bikes, right? The diamond store, they came on the show, Gary came on the show, Gary Ingram, they sell jewelry. Diamond, jewellery, gold, you know, luxury jewellery for weddings. You know, that's a core. They own their entire supply chain. You know, buy from anybody. They source, they manufacture, they make to order. Right? Now, going beyond that, you could think about super specialist stores. And a super specialist store would be Ribble Cycles. RibbleCycles.co.uk, that's um that's I B B. Cycles dot UK. They only sell road bikes. They're the specialist road bikes. And you can, you can see how enthusiasts, um, will love that. You know, road bike enthusiasts. I know another one. They sell very specialist. I can't quite remember the name, but it's a friend of a friend who owns it. A very specialist fishing rods, right? And they're not just your general fishing rods. They sell a lifestyle of fishing rods. It would appeal to a certain kind of. You know, demographic, which is men, men of a certain age, men who have certain values and yeah, and, and have it as a hobby, that kind of fishing. Even in fashion, if you look at fashion retailers like asos.com or boohoo.com, you'd realize that their targets their target audience or demographic are girls with ASOS as girls and boys or girls, uh, male and females, females. 16 of the age of 16 to 24, which are pretty much millennials. And they, they focused on that. And the models, the choice of models and imagery they use are, are just that demographic. You would look further up the scale, there's Karen Millen in fashion, and you'd know it's for the, shall I say, slightly matured ladies. Um, So from the 25 to 45 year old range, they want to spend a bit more They want to look a bit more exclusive than, you know, the rest of the high streets. And they pay that extra. So you need to get the demographics and the specialization right. Okay? So I like the saying, you know, an inch wide and a mile deep. That's the focus, you know, get that focused approach. The other thing I wanted to say is don't endeavor. If you live in the US and the UK... Don't endeavor to build a department store, you know, a store that sells almost everything. You will fail. You'll, you'll fall flat out unless you have billions of dollars to pour out. In virgin markets in Africa, there's lots of stuff going on in Nigeria and Ghana. You can definitely give that a go, but, you know, customer service is, is a challenge and you will need investment. There's no doubt, you know, go read the everything store, the Jeff Bezos book and by Brad Stone. And you know, you definitely, definitely need investment. There's, there's no doubt about it. And right, Let's move on to the second way to thrive as a merchandiser selling other brands. I would say ditch the entire store, the entire experience, ditch it. Let's not think about selling for a moment. And let's just think about building... Or publishing the best ever magazine, right? Online magazine, I mean. Now, what I mean is just think about a content first approach, okay? And start off with your blog, build a following, right? I'm giving you a template of two brands I've seen through this. Build a following and a tribe, get about 3 million. Readers a month. That's kind of like a magic number. Three million. That's a substantial chunk, right? Because, um, when you think about conversion rates, it starts to make sense when three million people actually read or you have three million email addresses or three million people actually read your content on a regular basis. Then build out an email list off the back of that, right? Finally launch your store. And that is the strategy for websites like Hyperbeast, you know, Hyperbeast and Hockberry, right? Hockberry, it's very email driven, they're curators, right? So the point I'm getting to is think about how you're going to sort of curate, you know, by being, by taking a content first approach. So if you think about taking this content first, we're providing content for a certain kind of person, individual certain demographic and you get that following hyperbase started off as a blog and you will be onto something if you decide to execute e-commerce effectively now that you understand the kind of content they like the other thing is let your content not just be lifestyle, but you know, let it feature products. I'm not just talking about a general magazine, about 10 ways to get your, your boyfriend to take you on holiday and you know, all that cosmopolitan stuff. I'm talking about like a specialist blog. So I'll give you an example. As you say, you want to go into furniture and you set up an interior design blog and it's just building out. You may even want to buy a blog out if you have deep pockets, but go for a content first approach with the following and then scale out with with the store, right? Now, the third way I think you can survive as an e-commerce merchandiser selling other brands is flash sales. Flash sales has lots of things going for it. First of all, there's the sense of scarcity and urgency all wrapped into one. Everything revolves around deep discounts. You know, if you don't offer very deep discounts, you're not going to grab the attention of people. Right? So you offer deep discounts. So say you were selling shirts for a certain brand and you know one shirt typically retails at a hundred pounds or a hundred dollars and you're able to negotiate an overstock with the suppliers of this shirt, maybe the season is about to end or whatever, and you're able to retail at 80, then it's a good candidate for flash sales. Not only that, you put the sense of urgency, you let the deal only run for a couple of days, a few days, a week, that's it, bingo. I think the challenge of this is your buying team have to be like, you know, an A-team. You need to constantly work and figure out inventory. The nice thing about it, it's a cash flow first business. You get the money first and you don't need to fulfill immediately. You can fulfill, you put an estimated date to two weeks. Customers don't expect that immediate gratification on actually supplying them or posting it to them and dispatching it to them on shipping. What they want really is what they've got is that discount. And, you know, you've, you state up the terms out there. Now, obviously if you run an existing e-commerce business, what you want to do is latch this on to your business, right? You have this flash sales, you could create a new tab just to reinvigorate the business and you just latch that in Test it. There are a few. If you run in magenta, there are a few flash sale Magento extensions you could use. Do that. You know, latch on a flash sale just to reinvigorate and you know get that other part of the business going. And you, you know, this is similar to your sales. You know, your sales tab. But you could just say flash sales and make it time limited, and that could you know just scare that up a bit. Amazon already have flash sales, by the way. So just, just to, to point out a so few brands to, to look into with regards to flash sales, obviously is Zulily.com, beyondtherack.com, nomorack.com in the UK, achica, A-C-H-I-C-A, secretsales.com. Check these sites out. They're all into flash sales. I'm not, again, advocating that you go fully for a flash sales model but it'd be nice to slap that you know as an add-on to your to your store now my next point is product bundling this is a favorite i had um about two years ago actually exactly two years ago i had a client come to me they sell confectionery in the uk that's and they sell all sorts of sweets retro sweets to any kind of sweets to and chocolates and they also sold a few things to go with with it you know the full confectionery store right i looked at their business i looked at competition so they came to me the initial remit was like look we're losing traffic we're losing traffic i was doing lots of seo work i still do seo work at the time it was predominantly just seo work i was doing and they came to me Because they'd been hit by a penalty. Basically, it's caught the long story short. They'd been working with a dodgy SEO. They were getting links and then Google Penguin hit or they they were hit by, by both Penguin and the manual penalty and traffic dipped. They were number one for like crazy terms on UK Google, like sweets, you know, one word terms. And, you know, they had to, to let go of um, some employees because they were not making as much money as they used to. And they came to me thinking I was, you know, their Lord and savior, basically. And that was not the case. You know, I, I told them that, look, you need to rebuild your brand. You need to disavow, you know, all the links coming in. But you know what I what I looked into when I looked into their business? I said, look, you guys, I noticed these brands actually do hampers. Why don't we go into bundling? Let's bundle. So we looked at their offering. We, we saw that they had like sweets from the 60s. So we, we created the hamper, 60s hamper. 60s sweets hampers so nostalgia retro sweets. This is off the back of some research, you know, on Google, Amazon and the like. They were also multi-channel retailers, so they sold on eBay, you not know, on Amazon especially, not eBay. I don't recall them selling on eBay, but on Amazon. And what I managed to do, what we managed to do together, was we bundled their sweets into various sorts of hampers and their chocolates. And we just renamed them the margins were more. You can imagine, you know, it was quite a competitive space. You can imagine like 20 big online retailers all buying pretty much from the same source and trying to, you know, undercut each other. But with the hampers, they were able to present and repackage, you know, put everything together and put more margin. And this helped kind of Take them through the penalty period and it substantially increased their revenue. So where I'm getting to is the power of bonding. You might be selling single units or you know brands that you you know you're buying from from existing brands, but think about how you could package things up, complement things up and sell them as a package. It is powerful. So think about product bundling. You're going to increase your average order value by pairing and bundling. So think about it anyway. So the other way, which is pretty much obvious on how to survive being an e-commerce merchandiser of other brands is start to sell your own brand. And that's off the back of you'd have established relationships with suppliers, I I presume, and you will want to take those generic you know, make relationships with manufacturers. So let me give you an example. I had a, a client. They they sold photography equipment and they also sold batteries online. They still sell them actually. And we were doing SEO work for them at the time and i think the key thing for me what i found out was the brand name surpassed right any other generic term they were targeting and you know they were targeting really high traffic terms and the reason why their brand name actually this is like brand name search on google right surpassing every other thing and the reason why is because side by side with these popular brands they sold They sold their brands next to it. So they had their branded batteries, their branded SD cards, their branded micro SD cards, their branded everything, selfie sticks, whatever they sold. If they could get their hands on more generic, slightly cheaper stuff, they will. They'll grab it. And they had wider margins on their products, side by side, these products. And for the budget conscious, when they see their brand had like 200 reviews side by side another brand like maybe Duracell which everybody knows and trusts and you know customers are saying really good things about their brand people are buying their brand and they're building equity that that is if they want to sell their business that's so much that that's huge that's a huge asset the fact that so many people search for their brand is a huge asset so i think go hybrid where while you're selling other people's brands, you know, other brands, try and infuse your brand. You 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 have so much data anyway. So use your data to know exactly where to go into. Source the manufacturers and slap your brand on it. That's what ESOS do anyway, ESOS.com, the fashion. I think they did it from the onset where, you know, so you, you could see a pair of Levi's jeans, Paul Smith jeans, Ball Berry jeans, whatever diesel jeans and you see another pair of asos jeans asos jeans or <laughs> asos jeans and you know it's if you're budget conscious and you like the cut, you'd buy it so think about that all right i'm just going to wrap up this show now by giving you the final icing on the cake and that is the final way i think you can survive being a merchandiser of other brands is creating a community again forget merchandising and think about how you could genuinely create a community this is fidgeting tough it is really 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 tough but a case study i want you to have a look at is naked wines naked wines are in australia usa uk have a look at them their customers or their angel investors or whatever they call them, their customers, people who pay them money basically can speak directly to the manufacturers, well, not manufacturers, the winemakers of the wines they drink in a community. They could say, hmm, I like the taste of this or oh, I don't. Your, your wine tastes like piss or whatever. Anyway, but really they, they can interact with the people who have produced what they're consuming from the site. And to me, that's the epitome of community and chorus. It's a tough nut to crack because a lot of businesses are going from the broadcast, the content marketing, where we tell you what to do and there's less engagement. If you can figure out a way to make it seamless and easy for your brand, to be approachable, not just talking Facebook here, to your customers. And there's a genuine engagement where people are just deeply engaging with you. You'd be on something with your brand. And that engagement then becomes a platform to build commerce upon, side by side with commerce. Okay, that's, about wraps up this episode. Again, it was brought to you by 2x e-commerce, my consultancy. If you're looking for e-commerce SEO work, e-commerce customer acquisition work if you're looking for e-commerce um, retention thanks for right? listening to this episode Strategy. of 2x e-commerce to help We're you get more actionable business, insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2x it. your online retail business e-commerce. hop over to 2xecommerce.com it's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host coon campbell 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.